Hey everybody, Tony Thaxton here. All right, yep, an announcement up top. You probably know what's coming. Today's episode is going to be a Patreon episode of Bizarre Singles. I hope you're cool with that. I want to give you something. I was traveling and playing shows over the weekend. I was in Chicago for Riot Fest. Played a couple of shows, and uh, boy, everything would just hit me when I got home. I have... Uh, uh, not in a bad way, uh, not sick or anything like that, just exhausted. I tried so hard to make an episode happen for you guys this week. I'm sorry I got behind. We'll be back on track next week, I swear. But uh, in the meantime, please enjoy this episode from Patreon, patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. Here's an episode of Bizarre Singles. Please enjoy and see you soon. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great song. But I also love those strange songs that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Singles. Little Brown Jug, performed by Glenn Miller and his orchestra, released in 1939 on RCA Bluebird. The song was a big hit for Miller, and it was performed at his Carnegie Hall show that year and became a staple of the Glenn Miller Orchestra repertoire and one of the classics of the big band era. Little Brown Jug was originally a drinking song. It was written in 1869 by Joseph Eastburn Winner. It was well known as a folk song into the 20th century. It enjoyed a new popularity during the Prohibition era of the 20s and 30s. In 1952, Little Brown Jug was the basis for a new song written by trumpeter, band leader, composer, arranger, and record producer Dave Bartholomew. Bartholomew was known for being active in many musical genres like big band, swing, R&B, New Orleans jazz, rock, and Dixieland. Several musicians have recorded Bartholomew's songs over the years, with his biggest success coming from his work with Fats Domino. In the 1950s, they wrote more than 40 hits for Imperial Records, including the Billboard number one hit, Ain't That a Shame. You made me cry when you said goodbye. Ain't that a shame? My tears fell like rain. The song Bartholomew wrote in 1952 based off of Little Brown Jug was a song called My Ding-a-Ling. As a little girl, her name is Sing. She liked to play with my ding-a-ling. My ding-a-ling is the cutest thing. When Sing plays with my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling. It's the greatest thing My ding ling is the greatest thing When sing plays with my ding-a-ling Here's how Wikipedia explains the content in my ding-a-ling. 
The song tells of how the singer received a toy consisting of silver bells hanging on a string from his grandmother, who calls them his ding-a-ling. According to the song, he plays with it in school and holds on to it in dangerous situations like falling after climbing the garden wall and swimming across the creek infested with snapping turtles. From the second verse onward, the lyrics consistently exercise the double entendre in that a penis could just as easily be substituted for the toy bells and the song would still make sense. Thanks, Wikipedia. Dave Bartholomew recorded My Dingaling in 1952 for King Records. Later that same year, Bartholomew moved to Imperial Records and released a single called Who Drank My Beer While I Was in the Rear. The single's B-side was a re-recorded version of My Dingaling under the new title Little Girl Sing Tingaling. There's a little girl, her name is Sing. She likes to play with my dingaling. My dingaling is the cutest thing. When Sing plays with my dingaling, oh my dingaling, my dingaling. Oh my, it's the cutest thing. My dingaling is the cutest thing. When Sing plays with my dingaling. Then in nineteen fifty four, a New Orleans vocal group on Imperial Records called The Bees recorded and released a new version now called Toy Bell. In 1968, one of the pioneers of rock and roll, Chuck Berry, recorded a version of the song for his album From St. Louis to Frisco, and it was called My Tambourine. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy, a drum with jingles in between, said take care of your tambourine, oh my tambourine, my tambourine. Chuck Berry was a singer and songwriter that was nicknamed the father of rock and roll. Berry developed R&B into the elements that made up rock and roll. While My Tambourine didn't really do much, Berry already had a lot of big influential hits under his belt, such as Rock and Roll Music, Roll Over Beethoven, and Johnny B. Good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But in 1972, he would somewhat unintentionally get his first and only number one record. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my ding a ling a ling oh Beautiful. That's what I call togetherness. Mm. Barry's live version of My Dingaling was recorded in the UK on February 3rd, 1972, while Barry was recording in Coventry for the Lanchester Arts Festival. Playing in the Locarno Ballroom, he was apparently unaware the show was even being recorded. The bill that day also included George Carlin, Slade, and Pink Floyd. You know, then mama took me to Sunday school. They tried to teach me the golden rule. Every time the choir would sing, I'd take out my ding a ling ding The live recording was first released as a single in July of 1972 and clocked in at just over four minutes long. But when the London Chuck Berry Sessions album was released by Chess Records in October of 72, it featured the full, unedited performance of My Dingaling, clocking in now at over 11 minutes. The album featured studio recordings on side one and live recordings on side two. At the end of the live side of the album, the recording includes sounds of festival management trying in vain to get the audience to leave so that the next performers can take the stage. By the way, those next performers were Pink Floyd. Then you can hear the crowd begin to chant, We Want Chuck. Two members of Barry's backing band were guitarist Ani McIntyre and drummer Robbie McIntosh, who would later go on to form the Average White Band. But My Dingling was a solo number in this live section. That is, if you don't count the audience sing-along that he organizes. The album version includes Barry instructing the crowd how to do the sing-along. Okay, here we go. Now, fellas, here's what you do. Now, I'll sing the girl's part, and when I lean over this way, you come in with your part. Now, here's the way it goes. The girls say, my... And the boys say, ding-a-ling. See? That's right. That's right. And then the girls say, my. And then the boys say, ding a ling. You notice how the boys' voice starts rising right there? And then the girls say, I want you to play with my. And the boys say, ding a ling. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Though the song became a hit, many radio stations refused to play it. In 1973, conservative activist and campaigner Mary Whitehouse wrote to the BBC to complain after a performance of My Ningaling on Top of the Pops. 
She claimed that a teacher had written to her complaining that she had found a class of young boys with their trousers undone, singing the song and giving it the indecent interpretation which, in spite of all the hullabaloo, is so obvious. And then mama took me to grammar school, but I stopped off in the vestibule. Every time that bell would ring, catch me playing with my ding-ling. Again, this was Chuck Berry's only number one hit. The single went number one in Britain, Canada, and the U.S. Once I was swimming across Turtle Creek, man, them snappers all around my feet. Sure was hard swimming across that thing with both hands holding my feet. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you guys, as always, for the support. Uh, reminder... Uh, Minneapolis, this coming Tuesday, Live Bazaar Albums at the Abel Seed House and Brewery on Tuesday, February 18th. Uh, it starts at 5 p.m. Uh, the event goes till 10 p.m., and it's the uh, beer release for the Motion City Soundtrack collaboration beer with Abel called Modern Chemistry. Big event there, and we're releasing the beer. I'm going to do a live episode of the show based on this ridiculous uh, Ham's Beer album. That's right, Ham's Beer, a promotional album from 1965. I'm going to be talking about that. And there's going to be some DJ sets there as well from two of my band members, Matt and Jesse. And uh, I hope to see you guys there and also see you in the regular feed on Tuesday also. All right, take it away. My ding my ding I want you to play. This act is over. <clears throat> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'd like to put this filth behind us.